Well, hello, hello once again. Arctic Eric here, welcoming you to my kitchen table. I so appreciate you taking the time to be here with me, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I thank you for this opportunity to share with you. Hope you're doing well. God is on the throne and he's in control. Isn't that marvelous? Made a little trip in the car up to a repair shop uh, earlier today with a good friend of mine who normally we walk together every day, but today we rode together in the car. And we were discussing the topic of discernment. Kind of an interesting topic. Comes up from time to time. In fact, I've been asked within the last year to teach on several occasions about discernment. And one of the things I want to share with you today is how in the world do we obtain discernment? And we can see that there is a very practical side to discernment. And then there is also the gift of discernment or discerning of spirits. But let's talk about the practical side for just a moment. I was thinking as he and I were chatting in the car how ridiculous it might be if uh, we knew that uh, it was good for us to eat food, but we just chose not to do it. And instead, we expected God to supernaturally put calories and carbohydrates and vitamins and minerals into our body. The food is there, but we just choose to take a different route. And I've discovered that many times that's why, quote, discernment is not working as well for believers as it could, because they're not taking their daily dose of the Word of God. Listen here for a moment. This is from the New King James translation from Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. My son, if you receive my words, big word there, if, if you hear, if you receive my words, and you treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you'll understand what the fear of the Lord is and find the knowledge of God. We can see that there's something we do on our part before we cry out from discernment and afterwards. We hear the word. We hear what God's view, what God's perspective, what God's thoughts are. We receive his words, his thoughts, his ideas. He declares clearly to us that our thoughts and our ideas, our ways are simply not his. But so many people choose the way of, could we say, common sense or emotional sense, which makes no sense. But then there's an, an entirely other realm. It's a realm of God's thoughts. And there's nothing common to us about that. Yes, God's given us common sense. And we can use that in many, many different ways. Just like he's given us feelings. And, and there's nothing wrong with feeling. But we're talking about spiritually discerning things here. We're talking about God's way of seeing what in the world is going on. 
So he's saying, if we'll receive his words, if we'll allow the the word of God to be a lamp to our feet, if we'll spend time with him by the Spirit in the word, where the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, that marvelous Spirit of grace, can reveal to us great and wonderful and mighty things about our God, what he has done, what he will do, and what he wants to do today. It's about his thoughts, his idea. Who is he as a person? So we treasure his commands. Ah, Psalm 119. It's glorious. We incline our ear. We open our ear. We keep our ears open to hear from him, applying our heart to understanding, saying, Yes, Lord, let it be so. And then we cry out for discernment. We lift up our voice because we're seeking understanding. And understanding and wisdom and knowledge, they're a person. All wisdom and knowledge, all eternal wisdom and knowledge is hidden in a person. His name is Jesus Christ. So if we'll seek her as silver and search for her, that takes effort. I don't know if you've been watching this program, uh, what is it, Gold Rush on TV, but those boys, they go through a whole lot to get a little bit of gold. Well, Jesus has done a whole lot that you might have an abundance of the riches of the hidden treasures that are in him. Then you'll begin to understand the fear of the Lord and you'll find that knowledge. In the New Testament, Paul says this. He's he's praying that our love might abound more and more in knowledge and all discernment so that we might approve the things that are excellent. Wow. It's there for us. But we've got to dig for it. We've got to be desiring it. We need to be longing for it. Listen, God is longing for you. He's longing to draw you to himself in Scripture and reveal how how awesome he is, how he sees things. It's incredible. We go on to see that that one of the elements of spiritual maturity, here Paul's writing again, excuse me, no, the writer of Hebrews is writing again about spiritual immaturity and maturity. He's first saying, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, who by reason of use, proving what the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God is, as their minds are renewed and transformed on the word of God, they're mature and they've exercised their spiritual senses to discern between good and evil. We need to see how does God see good and how does God see evil. Then, of course, there is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 11, we do see that the Holy Spirit has graced us with gifts for others. And one of those is the discerning of spirits. That's when God sovereignly by the Holy Spirit decides to use any of us as the Spirit wills on whatever occasion he desires to minister to someone. 
But even that, in order to judge it yourself before you speak it or as you're thinking the Spirit is saying to speak it, that you have a clue who is this God who's speaking to you. Not just from a common sense experiential standpoint or from a subjective emotional standpoint, but what stands fast in the Word of God? How does God reveal Himself? How does He show His love, manifest His love? And of course, we know that the chief way He shows it is in the cross, in Christ Jesus. And Paul declares, listen, take up your cross. Jesus said it. Paul said, I take up my cross and die daily. I think of myself as a dead man. Dead persons, dead to themselves, dead to their common sense being led by, dead to their emotions, choosing rather to be led by the Spirit of God, the only antidote against the flesh. I didn't say that common sense is irrelevant or emotions are wrong. What I'm saying is they need to be subjected to the personage of the Lord Jesus Christ by his indwelling Spirit. So today I want to encourage you as we chat here at the kitchen table to ask God to put a hunger and a longing in you. Stir up that gifting in you. Ask him, Lord, help me to desire your word. Help me to treasure your commands. Help me to incline my ear to wisdom. Help me by your spirit to apply this in my heart and find understanding so that when I cry out for discernment, I'll understand how you speak and how you think and how you see things. Listen, it's a daily, intimate, personal relationship that God himself wants to have, have with you through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. So let's enter that wonderful rest that God has promised and go into that which he wants to do. He wants to reveal Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oh, it's marvelous. Listen, time's about over. I just want to thank you again for taking this moment to be with me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Arctic Eric here, looking forward to the next time we meet at the kitchen table. Good day.